Yeah, it's Tuesday afternoon. We're here on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave. He is Rick Solom. Hope you guys are having a great day. Rick, there is something really different happening in lacrosse right now. You curious? Really different. Really different. Something that hasn't happened in quite some time. Snow melting. There is rain falling that is not frozen. We have had, we've got actual rain falling from the sky, which means we could be in for eternal weather. And if you're like me, it's just about that time, man. I tell you, I've got six feet, I think, of ice around the house. We've actually been renting it out to um, uh, youth hockey teams for their squirt and mites programs because what else am I going to do with this ice? I don't have an auger. I'm not from Wisconsin originally, so I didn't come out with all the proper equipment. I have no idea how I'm going to get rid of this ice until it literally melts itself. I would love to go into my shed and get my hole and start to break it up. Problem is, shed's frozen. So my driveway is 100 yards long, up the bluff. Good God, 100 yards yeah. up the bluff. Yeah, it's a good workout if you just do it a couple times. Well, what's your excuse then? So, this happens. So, so I have this 96 truck, and I'm going up the driveway the other day at like 10 at night after I played 12 hours of volleyball. Oh, look at you. The truck doesn't make it up the driveway. Oh, yeah. It never not makes it because it's got four-wheel drive. Right, right. And Millie is running with me. She's like running outside. Yeah. So I put the truck I put the tr- truck in park, get out and run Millie to the house because I don't because I got to like make a run at the driveway now and I don't want Millie outside when I'm driving like a reckless abandoned. Exactly. Good point because you're going to you're going to so kill your dog. As I'm running up the driveway, be a I bus. instinctively lock the truck. Which is running. Oh, which is, dude. And I, like, oh, yeah, dude. What, well, lock your truck for what? Let me just ask you. I mean, well, literally. Instinctively, you know. Like, instinctively for what? Where did you grow up? Muscle memory. And where did you grow up? Well, Greenville's a lot of Oh, crime. get out of here. <laughs> You'll leave your car running. I do in Stoddard. I, I shouldn't tell you guys this, but I mean, I've I warm my truck up with keys in it for about 25 minutes when it's cold because I am not going to get into this vehicle when it's not properly warmed up. I just, I won't do it. Don't do that in the car. The no, no, no. Way. I know, but that's why I've got here. I'll bring the truck and I just do the keyless one. But it's just muscle memory. Then All you right. Lock, you know, but yeah, it's, like I took three steps and I went, oh, whoops. You know, and then, you know, some swear words and... So after mm. endless running up and down the driveway, after playing all this volleyball and getting a hanger from the neighbors, and we had to do this outside of work one day. We had the engineers. The engineers pry bar my do- door open, then you put a piece of wood in there. Yeah, like, so this has happened more than one time because yeah, your muscle so memory. Right, right. So uh-huh, I did, uh-huh. But I did this all in my driveway, butted up against my retaining wall, like leaning against the snow. Finally, I got it unlocked and I got the truck. Up the up no I got the tr- I got back in the truck yeah and then I try to get up the driveway again I get halfway and I look out and I'm like oh four wheel drive isn't working my front tires aren't spinning so back down the driveway I go crash into the snowdrift at the bottom you know how the, the just banks up at the bottom of the driveway and then I have to dig myself out because the truck won't go back up the driveway anymore and I can't go backwards because there's a ten foot snowdrift I have to dig out now so. Yeah, ladies, if if you've ever been curious why this man is so firmly committed to being a bachelor, you have got your answers uh, right here uh, in front of you. I can see the the expression on your face, how flummoxed that you were. Second place Um, tournament, though. That's good. Actually, that's very good. Congratulations. I shouldn't say I've got nothing negative to say about your athletic accomplishments. I wish I had your height. Uh, but if I did, we'd never be talking to each other, and so there's that. Uh, and for this, uh, you and I talking to each other, Rick, and everybody else that's listening today on WIZM, really excited to be here. This Tuesday thing has become something that I have looked forward to all week long. Last week, we had a very robust conversation asking, uh, I think, a pretty big question, uh, trying to get a, a bit of an answer on it. Do you feel represented, right, in respect to your 
state and federal government. And, and we sort of use the occasion of, of last week being the anniversary of the uh, Boston Massacre to sort of you know, propose that idea. Do you feel represented? I, I think for the most part the conclusion was, and this is my subjective sort of take on that, Rick, was most people don't feel accurately represented right now. Today I want to pick back up on a theme of sorts, and we're going to try to take two different sort of topics today and tackle them if we can. If we can't, you've got something better, have at it. 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. But today I want to make a statement. I'll follow this up with a question. Millennials, the generation of millennials, which the Pew Research Center considers people born between 1981 and 1996. Millennials will soon be leaders of the United States. That is the statement. The question for you guys today is, are you ready? Okay, so think about that. Ponder that. Millennials are going to be the leaders of the United States of America very soon. Are we ready? Currently, when we look at labor statistics, Rick, um, the millennial generation has now turned in, and this is sort of a recent development within the last couple of years, but has now turned into the largest workforce population in the country. So no longer are our parents, the baby boomer generation, or I guess for some of us that would be uh, millennials, the Gen Xers, if you will, before them, but our parents are no longer the largest working force. Our parents are now the largest class of recipients well, of most. What are we classifying work? Because these millennials don't do any work. Well, that's, they, see, that's one of the prevailing thoughts. And, and so I want to kind of get into this. And, and we can look at it politically, geopolitically, if you will, or specific to work and, and the temperaments of work. Forbes uh, magazine had a great article they published at the beginning of last year, uh, the 17th of January, as a matter of fact, my son's birthday last year. Uh, millennials are ready to be leaders. Here's how they're doing it. And they look at why millennials are ready to lead, how millennials are changing things. But I'm curious. Are you ready? Are we ready as a society to be led by millennials? The Better Hearing Center talking text line, again, the number seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Love to get you on the program today. Here's some of your thoughts. Uh, something else I'd like to attack, if we can, has to do with an article, Rick, that we've got on our website, WISMnews.com right now. And uh, it, it's talking about the Minnesota State Panel voting against recreational marijuana. And, again, if you've never listened to this program and heard my particular take on things, I'm not a political person per se, but I am somewhat of a constitutionalist in the, in, in the fact that I idolize the, the freedoms giving us in the Constitution. My question for this Minnesota State Panel, uh, and we're going to set aside... Now, dogma and how we feel about things personally, but just specific to the money end of this, is why? Why do this? When we look at what Colorado has gotten economic benefit-wise, and, and that's the state that I looked at most because they've got the longest tenure here, the numbers are overwhelming. If you're a conservative, I mean, heck, if you're somebody who likes money in your state, you've got to look at marijuana as an industry that needs to be happening. So, like I said, those are two really big topics, and not sure that we'll get to both of them. We'll do our best. But first up, millennials soon to be leaders of the United States. Are we ready? Uh, Rick, are we ready for our first caller? Who's up with us? Uh, Larry. Larry, welcome to the show. How are you today, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So your thoughts, uh, you know, millennials, they're going to soon leave this country. No, just... Well, I told Rick, no, I'm not ready. But, <laughs> you know, as I was listening to you talk about uh, the marijuana stuff, I thought, well, I I'm sure my parents, when they were looking at some of the stuff I was doing, <laughs> they were ready for me to, you know, to be leading, you know, and I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, so, but, you know, I don't, 
I'll be, uh, I'm not ready for the way the country's going yeah. or where the country's at or, like, like you said last week, you know, where you feel represented. Absolutely not. I don't think the politicians on either side give a rest patootie about <laughs> their, constitu- their constituency until it comes time for re-election, and then they make all these promises, and then they go back to Washington and do what the heck they want, you know. Even the, even this AOC, you know, she's, she's turning into a real politician, you know, saying, you know, you're in the cheap seat. You know, it's our way or the highway type of a thing. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a, I don't, I'll be pushing up daisies before the, you know, it hits the fan, but, uh, you know, I, I, I know I'm not ready. Listen, and I, the marijuana thing, yeah. you know. It, 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 yeah, it brings in a lot of revenue, but I think, and I can't talk knowledgeably on this, there's a lot of, it's also come with a lot of problems in terms, they're, they're starting to find out that, you know, that the marijuana, whether it's medical or whether it's just regular, legalized, it does does have, it's like anything, has has some problems. Well, with it and, too. And of course, that, that Larry, I mean, with any uh, recreational activity right. that you would engage in gambling, the money, uh, drinking. You're spot on with uh, the money. You're spot on with the money. It brings, it's going to bring a lot of revenue to the state. And what they could use in Wisconsin, especially in La Crosse, they can fix the, the, the roads and the potholes and, and yeah. <laughs> it would be all for yeah. marijuana if they took the money and they fixed the roads. <laughs> I, I love it. Larry, I appreciate your call. Great hearing from you, yeah. man. Uh, the Better Hearing Center talking text line is 785-7914. Uh, we got just a quick news, so we'll go to another call before we head off to a break. Rick, who's up next? Eric. Eric, what's up, man? How are you today? I'm doing okay. I guess the uh, thing I want to talk about is uh, all this marijuana and this stuff like this. Uh, and these liberal policies they're planting in these millennials' minds they did when they were going to college. That is the downfall of this country. You get marijuana in there, and people are going to have uh, psychosis. Oh, stop. All kinds of true. things that happen. That's not true. That's that not true, not, Eric. You're, they're you're... not aware of that they're not aware of. No. Um, all right, I'm going to let you off there, because that's just simply not true. We're, we're not going to go into the weeds on certain kinds of... Uh, the weeds? Uh, yeah. Hey, a little pun there. Uh, no, we're not going to get off onto just, you know, absolutely in, incorrect statements. Here's the thing. Marijuana, for the better part of the last 65, 70 years, has been classified as a Schedule One narcotic, which means it is illegal to test federally for any benefits that could be considered medical. The other things that are Schedule One narcotics, considerably more damaging than marijuana. But that's not my point. Again, I'm not into personal opinions on how our morality affects. This country is not about, Merrick, I love you, you're a good guy. This country is not about morality and how our morality should be portrayed in politics. This country was not built like that. Your morality is yours. It's not mine. It doesn't have to be. But as long as I don't hurt your person or property, we should have no problems with each other. And when, with respect to the idea of marijuana, while there's downfalls with everything that's not great for you, like drinking or cigarettes or too much pizza or too many video games, you've got to weigh the risk and benefits. And money coming into a state, any state, especially one like Larry said, needs some roads to fix, you might want to consider it. Either way, we'll continue talking about this. Love to get your thoughts. Again, we're just not going to make up absolute false statements. 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Stick around. Rick and I will be back in just a few. It's Tuesday, which means in the radio business, Rick Solom, it's two for Tuesday. And today we're giving you a double shot of classic rock. Why? Because if you have stolen from me on the radio once, 
you have stolen twice. In this case, with the two for Tuesday, you have stolen 3,475 times because I believe it's perfunctory for every classic rock station in the country, Rick, um, to play two for Tuesday songs, right? You have to have a two for Tuesday or you're not doing things correct. And God knows we in the radio business aren't trying to break any new ground. So there's that. It's WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave. He is Rick Solom. We'd love to get you aboard today. Uh, trying to tackle a couple of different subjects. We're going to dual track, if you will. The first thing is this, and uh, thanks to Larry and Eric for calling. Millennials will soon be leaders of the United States of America. And this isn't my opinion. This is just the fact. The fact of the matter is the millennial generation, according to the Pew Research Center, born between 1981 and 1996, is the largest portion of population currently in the working world, uh, at least in the American working world right now. And, and we know that the millennials born between those years will be coming the leaders of this country. Uh, of course, you have to be 35 years old to be the president, but people born in 1981, yeah, they're right there in that particular time frame. So um, the question is, because that's the, that's the statement, millennials will soon be leaders of the United States of America. Are you ready? Are we ready? As a collective, Larry answered, no, not really. You know, at times, i got to be fair. Uh, my kid's not a millennial, right? He's Generation Z, because I'm not a millennial. I was born just before that, so I'm a Gen Xer. But my son, at times, I would look at and say, questioningly, at 14, are you going to be ready in four years to make an informed and educated decision and vote? Thankfully for Daryl Crandall and the folks out there at uh, DeSoto Middle School that still teach civics, I, I, I think that we might be in there. Uh, but at the same time, I think these are legitimate questions because the, the generation of millennials, and this is according to Forbes.com, do things just so much differently than us. And if you're curious, by the way, on any of the source material that's used here on the program with myself and Rick, well, at least with myself and Rick, I can't speak for you, Rick Solom, uh, but I'd be happy to share. So if you're ever looking for this, you can reach out to the station. I'll send it to you. Um, but Forbes posted this article on the 17th of January, 2018, about millennials being ready to be leaders. Here's how they're doing it, okay, why they're ready, and how they're changing things. Well, millennials want and, and expect a lot more feedback. Uh, they're more fluid in adoption of new technologies, more flexible, and, and they want fewer rules. They have higher demands for brand values and company culture. And, and with respect to a lot of that, Rick, that goes against the old guard. Okay, I grew up in a house for a time. My mother's second husband uh, was an Italian, and I mean a real Italian. Okay, John Morabito, his father Angelo, I think, came over from the old country. The point is, children were to be seen and not heard. You, were spoke, when, you, you spoke when spoken to. Otherwise, you weren't speaking up. The millennial generation is decidedly not that. Okay. So how is this going to change things? We're not sure. We're only beginning to see the, the, the buds of the millennial generation take shape on a national stage. You guys talk a lot about AOC, right? This Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, well, she's one. And then, of course, there's a representative from Minnesota, Elon Omar. We, she's one, too. Are we uh, more informed than we were back in the day, too? I mean, we have all the information in the palm of our You would think that we would be, but I don't think so. No, and, and I'm gonna, this is interesting. Okay, and I know we've got three on the line. Hold up there, buddy. Um, you remember back in the day when people our age would go play bar trivia and you kind of valued the really smart, nerdy guy, at least for one night? Brad Williams. Yeah, even though he would. Yes, but Brad Williams. I mean, he's, yes. he's coming yes, back. Yes. He's making it rain every night on bar trivia. Absolutely. But now we've got Google, right? So how much is knowledge valued now, right? Well, what's the smart kid worth now? You're like, oh, I don't, I don't need to learn that. I can just Google it. Well, what's the point of memory retention when you don't have to have any? So in, in some ways, I would love to think we're more informed, but what I think is ultimately happening, and this is like the same for every technology. Know it all. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's Google Maps, right? Yeah. That, that's, that Why do I need example. to have to know how to get someplace? I can. I yeah. used to use a Thomas Guide back in my old days. I was a, a, a traveling salesman for a while. Yeah. I would use a Thomas Guide, road maps. I was great with maps. But the point is, the more technology that you add on, the whole premise of technology is that's going to make your life easier, simpler, right? But what it does is it gives you new things to go get yourself distracted with. And so, unfortunately, I'd love to think we were more informed, but I don't think so. As a matter of fact, now I think that because people so curate their lives to be inside their Facebook profiles or uh, whatever platform we're talking about social-wise, we don't look for dissenting information, so we don't get ourselves more well-educated. We just focus on affirmation as opposed to information. Well, that was a long answer. I need likes. I need the likes. You need likes. You need clicks. Well, you're a writer, though, too. I mean, that's important for what you do. It It makes you know what you're doing is being consumed, and potentially even life. Let's go back to the phones. The Better Hearing Center talking text line, 785-7914. Good old number three is with us. What's up, man? How are you? I'm fit as a fiddle. How was your ride up to lacrosse this morning? Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. No problems. All right. Anyway, I'm 75 years old. What am I considered as? Uh, baby boomer. Baby boomer. Okay. Yep. Baby boomer. My dad's 72. He was born in 46, so that means you were born in 43. I always kind of wondered what I was, and now I know. There you go. And uh, what do you anyway, think? Anyway, I want to tell everybody that's going north tomorrow on uh, Logie Boulevard, 20 potholes yet at 2 o'clock this Ooh. afternoon, so be careful Ooh. in the morning. It was 19 yesterday. There's a new one? There's a new one. Ooh. Just right on the ball, Rick, because <laughs> I said 19 yesterday. I counted an extra one today. You know, guys, I've heard this before, and if I'm off base... I apologize, correct me, but in Wisconsin, do we have, like, two seasons? Is it winter and, and road construction season? Pretty much. Wow. All right, thanks. We appreciate the call, man. 785-7914. Uh, the five, excuse me, the Better Hearing Center. I had to watch myself there. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, if you're ever curious about why I'm sitting in this particular chair here on Tuesday filling in uh, as, as part of the new Lacrosse Talk PM, it's because I do a bang-up job mornings over on WKTY, which uh, this evening WKTY's got some great Bucks basketball for you on the road versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Game starts about 7, pregame coverage at 6.30. Uh, we were talking a lot of Green Bay Packers football today, and uh, I'm not trying to get off base here, but we've got a minute until we go to news. And, Rick, uh, the Green Bay Packers have been very aggressive today in free agency. This is a very nice day for Green All Bay. All the players they got, Bill Barnwell gave C-minus grades. Oh, uh-huh. So I don't know if you know who. Yeah, I know, but that's why I'm like, who? Bill Barnwell? Why are we listening to that chump? I don't know. I'm just saying. Whatever. I'll tell you what. Grant Bill's doing the Wisco Sports Show. He asked me before the before the program here tonight, what do you think of the Packers' moves? I say solid but unspectacular, exactly what Green Bay needs. The great thing about what the Green Bay Packers did today is they went and addressed the needs that were most glaring. Offensive line, Billy Turner came from Denver. They got an edge rusher of sorts, a linebacker, actually two, in Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Uh, they also... Uh, we're able to lose Nick Perry. So there's a little addition by subtraction right there. Uh, and they get um, Adrian Amos, too. Good safety. Um, football now is protect the quarterback. Yeah, and, and, and get the quarterback. Get yes. the quarterback. Yes. And that's all. Well, I was on the uh, Bill Michaels show uh, last Friday. Bill Michaels, great friend of the program here. Great listen on WKTY in the afternoons as well. None and of this program. He's the enemy of this program. Is he? No. Okay. I was like, wow, I thought we were all friends here at Midwest Family. Anyhow, I was on Bill Michaels' program, and he asked me, Dave, what are three things the Packers need? And I said, number one, they need to get to the quarterback. You needed an edge rusher, and, and the Packers went ahead and addressed that. The other thing that was a glaring need for me was the offensive line, because there is no way, shape, or form that you can run a Matt LaFleur offense without a good offensive line. They went and addressed that. The other thing is 
simple. They just need to make sure. I don't know if it's, you know, anything they can address in free agency. Just make sure Aaron Rodgers is good and healthy and do not rush him out if he's not. Well, the idea of when you sign free agents, like, a couple of years ago with, oh, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb yeah. last year, Devontae yeah. Adams, sweet, big names. Yeah, yeah, on and our team. Year, it's like, who and who and who? That's probably a good thing because those who's are – and Jimmy Graham last year, right? Yeah, All yeah that was – because that guy wants to make a splash, and those guys are kind of... I mean, and Devontae was awesome, but... But he was a, a Green Bay Packer. That was a fine signing. Jimmy Graham, you would have hoped worked out better. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, you would have hoped it worked out better. Either way, Brian Gutekunst, this is really bringing it all back home. Where did he go to college? So you know he's a smart guy. The University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. That's right. Um, when we come back, continuing on, millennials will soon be the leaders of the United States of America. Are we ready? And a Minnesota Senate panel has voted against recreational marijuana. I want to know why. And if it's something that you've got, you know, to say about, you know, marijuana with respect, how you feel about things, the morality of it, that's okay. Uh, but I want to hit on the economics of such, okay? So we'll take all comers on the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914, where there are now 20 potholes on most of Yeah, it looks like it's about uh, 5.39 and 33 American seconds. Hey, it's WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave. He's Rick Solem. Thanks for being with us today, guys and gals. Uh, sure, a nice night here in La Crosse. I mentioned to Rick at the very beginning of the uh, the program here, something's happening that ha- hasn't happened in quite some time. And he's like, what, it's not snowing? And I'm like, yes, it's raining. There is actual water falling from the sky that isn't already frozen and now becomes the uh, arduous task of making sure that our local rivers and tributaries don't flood over. Last year, man, we had a real close call out there in Stoddard. Like, my house was one of few that did not get any water damage, right? So this river behind us really just kind of washed out so many – it washed out a bridge. It washed out a lot of different, like, property. It didn't wash out any homes, uh, but down the 35 a bit, there was a house that got completely, like, just annihilated. So scary. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is simply that I've got a ton of ice around my house. Rick couldn't get his truck up the hill, locked his keys in the car. Uh, total Rick move there. And, um, yeah, I'm wondering what's going to happen when all this water melts because I can't even get to my, like, hole. And I, I've got, like, an not an ice pick, but it's, like, an actual pick, right? Like, so yeah. I, in my backyard in Vegas, you don't dig holes. You pick. It's, it, it's mining. But it was you? my grandpa's, so wow. it was pretty old. But you had that for a while. Yeah. That's cool. We still use my. My dad, my dad took it back and gave me a new one because oh. I think he wanted to keep the yeah, for sentimental purposes. Make sure you don't break like, it. No, I'm keeping the new one. He gave me the new one. <laughs> um, if Rick's dad's listening, sorry about that. You know, I know it was a family heirloom, and you know, what are you going to do? Well, I'll just bring it home. He'll fix it. Oh, your dad's like one of those fix yeah, it fix everything. It. That's cool. I mean, I probably could, but I'm just saying, dad needs stuff to do. Yeah, absolutely. Dad needs stuff to do. Now, Rick's not a millennial, but you might think by that particular attitude that he is. And well, also bring my truck home too. Yes, yes, it. and get it fixed. Perfect. This is why I was I was hoping that we would get to something like this today. So we load up my snowblower and put that in the back of the truck and bring that home because that's been sounding fun. That's right. Uh, what about uh, you know? What about your food situation? You, you good? You need some groceries? Well, could dad send home, you back with a festival gift well, card or something? Well, when I come back home. I'll just pack the leftovers that mom has. There made. you go. There you yeah. go. And, and so this brings us back to the beginning of <laughs> the supposition of the show. Millennials are going to soon leave this country. Are we ready? Like, are we ready for this? Now, Rick's not a millennial. What are I you identify born? as a millennial. You do identify as that because you're going to go see Captain well, born, Marvel. I was born in 78. So okay, you're I'm close. Borderline. Yeah, I was born in 1980. Some, some particular, um, some metrics suggest that 1980 is the year, but I'm going with Pew Research. 
Um, and you can do your sound effect if you want. name themselves millennials? No. Because I'm no. X, the, the, what generation, there's a Z. The Z is the after millennials. These are boring names. And then millennials get this, oh, I know. me, I'm a millennial. I know. I know. You know what? You're right. That is kind of, well, I always thought Generation X was kind of cool, right? Because you had the baby boomers that said Gen X. You're like so edgy. But what, is it Gen Z then? That's what we have. That's what brand is. Yeah, right? yeah, Gen Z. So um, that's, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, listen, not to poke fun at millennials, but I think that there are a number of our listeners, Rick, that would probably think that the kinds of stuff you were just talking about, what you're really going to do, you're going to take home an ice pick, you're going to take home your snowblower. I know you're going to do these things. Well, ice picks in the back of the truck. Yeah, just yeah. Go. so again, I know you're doing I these think, things. Actually, I need some help to lift the snowblower in the back oh, God. of the truck. So. Okay, so this is my point. Are we ready for this, America? Because Rick identifies as as millennial. Are they ready to do the heavy lifting? I was talking to our program director, Scott Robert Shaw, earlier this morning, and uh, in preparation for this program, said, "Hey, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to I'm going to ask these guys: are, are we ready for this? As you know, millennials are starting to age into the appropriate positions of leadership, and he says that, yeah, based upon his kids and, and what they've done, all college educated, super smart, down to earth, you know, grounded people. Yeah, he thinks that they're ready." Seven eight five seventy nine fourteen is the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Now, if yeah. you don't want to get on the phone, you can text us too. Well, Josh t- oh, did text in. He goes, "I am a millennial, okay. technically speaking." And hell no, we are not ready. <laughs> All right. Well, there's some honesty. What would it take, do you think, Rick? I, I mean, for those that are like millennials, maybe listening here uh, today, WIZM, they, they could possibly be a piece of advice for. Hey, you know, you know you're going to be ready for leadership when. Well, the millennials, what we're, what millennials are doing is making the work easier, right? Like That's true. Automated cars. That's and, true. So that we can be on our phones all the time mm. so while we're driving. And Yeah, I don't know if Elon Musk is a millennial. Like, so he's producing commerce and goods for millennials. But, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's like this. Look, but who are the engineers behind all this? That's a know? good question. I don't know. And, 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 and realistically, and I think we could pull this up if we had uh, a few seconds, and maybe you can check this out. When it comes to who uses technology the most, it's actually Gen Xers, right? So it's my generation that uses cell phones the most, that uses computers the most. Why? Why is that? Because we used to dial it up, right? Dial up. Oh, God. And it just was so high. I recall. So easy. It really is so easy. I watched a video yesterday. So, like, like uh, middle schoolers, mm-hmm. they got the, the big old computer, like the off-white computer with AOL. They logged on, opened Windows 95. So oh, they wow. That was a good window. Turn on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the screen on. They don't know how to do it. So like, wait, power button at the base? And then it takes 10 minutes to turn on, and then they have to log in, and log in fails the first couple of times. Sure. Sure, absolutely. And they're just like, how did you guys do this? So we went through the struggle of having dial-up. If you can take all that struggle, and and by the way, I I appreciate your fighting through to maintain, and 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talking text line if you want to join in here, too. Uh, but what Rick hit on before, I think, is what a lot more of us think about when we think millennials. And that's like, hey, I'm going to take my stuff home to Dad, see if he fixes that. Uh, yeah, our struggle wasn't great. I didn't get a computer until I was, like, in my 20s. I had no – not to say that I don't find them useful because I work with them all the time, right? I'm no troglodyte. I just don't find the fascination. Like, to me, it's not like, ooh, the new phone came out. Like, I don't care. No, no, no. It just doesn't – you just got a new phone. What are you talking about? No, I got – but that was a free new phone. Oh, all right. All right, all right, all right, that's fine. Three years old. Well, see, like, this phone I've had for about six or seven years now, and I only got this one because my other one was six or seven years old, and my upgrade was 99 cents. Like, that, that's when I'll get a new phone. 
I like to scam the system into giving me a new phone because my old phone breaks. Oh, so all right. Well, eventually, you your old, like that phone, yeah. like if, it, if you have insurance or whatever on it. I do not. And then you turn it in because it's, bro- hey, my phone's broke, and they'll send you a new one. But that phone's so old, they're going to have to send you uh-huh. the new version of that we'll phone. upgrade That's it. That's how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm about that. I'm a, So my phone is version one. The if you go to buy my phone now, it's yeah, version yeah. three. So okay. that's probably four or five years down the road. Yeah, at least. All right. Well, hopefully somebody is uh, calling us from a phone that works. Seven eight five seven nine fourteen. Who's up next, Rick? Eric. Eric, coming on back. What's up, man? I was kind of wondering if these actors and the millennials are even aware of they're indoctrinated by their left wing professors mm-hmm. and high school teachers, yeah. and. Uh, they don't know the difference. I, I don't know if they do either. I mean, and, and I, I know that you know what, what you're saying is actually interesting. I mean, the educational system is kind of weird right now. The indoctrination. All you hear on TV and the national news, besides Fox, is just a left wing bladder. Uh, but do you think Fox is really fair and balanced, Eric? I mean, honestly. I think they try to be as do best. Do really? <laughs> they're far more fair than MSNBC or. Uh, CNN, far more fair. And and I guess, I don't think so. I mean, I kind of think that they're all a bunch of hacks. I really do. I think that they're all a bunch of hacks. When you go on these TV shows, I mean, look, do each of the broadcast networks have people that have journalistic integrity? Yeah, I'm sure that they do. Do each of them skew so far from news now that it's all opinion commentary? That's that's. That's all it is now. And I mean, come on. If you're a right winger, you're going to go to Fox. If you're a left winger, you're going to go to MSNBC. And to whose benefit is that? Nobody's. Well, and we're just, we're, we're comparing the two opposite ends of the spectrum, too, right? Like, there really is there really is no middle. I mean, Eric is right on that one. There really is no true middle ground. Like, there's not. I mean, like the Fox idea, of fair and balanced. That's just a joke. We need I mean, to stop watching TV news. Well, I, I agree with you. When listen, when the news department became a function of entertainment in the profit and loss margin line for entertainment companies, we lost it. You know, the only reason that television and radio is free in the country, we own this as a, as a people, right? Like, we actually own the airwaves, okay, as American citizens. The only reason it's free for television to have its programming on is, is for the news benefit. That's the only reason that's not a pay thing. TV was invented back in the 20s. They didn't get a use for that. They couldn't figure a commercial use for that until the 40s. Okay, so they had the technology. And if you guys ever want to read a great book, it was written in 1978. Jerry Mander uh, wrote this. And Jerry Mander, not the gerrymandering of elections, but Jerry Mander was one of those, like, original madmen, right? So if you've ever watched AMC's Mad Men, but the book is called The Four Arguments for the Elimination of Television. It literally changed my life and view on why and what TV is. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that when we talk about TV news, we're talking about all bad stuff now. I, I almost I stay away from it for the most part. I read a lot of different things from a lot of different source subject material places, even the Drudge Report from time to time, uh, to try to get myself a little bit more well balanced. Because if you watch TV, you're just you're down a rabbit hole. Listen, we got to take our final break. Uh, we'll come back if we've got any calls. Seventy five, seventy nine, fourteen. We'll try to take you. Uh, we've got text too. Okay, we'll take some text. Well, well, let's get one. Libertarian guy says, "I always found the news organization called One America News was very objective and mostly presented news rather than opinion and analysis." Okay, that's fair. But where do you see One America News? Right, like in your channel lineup? Because I agree with what you're saying, Libertarian guy. But again, you just—that's not mass media. Listen, we got to step aside. We'll be back. I'd like to actually tackle that a little more. Seven eight five seventy nine fourteen is the number. You got about ten minutes to join us in the show. 
All right, a little two for Tuesday here, stealing from every single classic rock radio station in the country. It's Dave and Rick. We're here on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. That's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and You Wreck Me, which is a really fun song. Tom Petty, rest in peace, man. We were doing a show here, actually, uh, over a year ago, the night that Tom Petty passed. Didn't pass. Well, actually, he did, but then they called it back, and then, yeah, that's right. You're right. Good good recollection, When we talk about criticizing the news, right, like, there's a nice little example. But you know what? We we were able to correct ourselves right here because we might have said the wrong thing. Um, All right, so if you've been with us here this entire hour, we appreciate you guys so very much. The Better Hearing Center talking text line, as mentioned, is open 785 7914. I know we don't have a lot of time left for calls, and uh, we really didn't hit too much on this whole uh, Minnesota Senate panel voting against recreational marijuana. And my, my whole question was why, and I get the moral reasons for it, and that's fine. Everybody can have their moralistic views. Personally, I, I don't incorporate morals with business. It's just not, it's not a thing. And if you start to do that, you're like, well, okay, how much morals do we have in any kind of business? And the answer is really none, because businesses aren't people that despite what some would want you to believe. So here's the deal, and we've got this story up online at WIZMnews.com. The GOP-controlled Senate uh, Judiciary Committee, Rick, uh, voted six to three along party lines to reject the bill um, after defeating a motion to keep the discussion going by sending it to another committee. And, and my question was why, again, simply on the economic basis of this, and I, I have no fear of marijuana more than I would have any fear of Jack Daniels or Marlboro cigarettes or whatever you want to do, as long as I don't get hit by you because you're drunk and driving your car, uh, as long as I don't have to sit next to you when you're smoking your cigarette. I mean, I'm cool. Do whatever you want. Just don't get any on me. That's generally my position. So here's some of the economic benefits you could expect from marijuana. And I went to the um, the, the, the Kansas City Federal Reserve. So KansasCityFed.org, there's a publication. Again, if you're ever curious of my source materials, I'd be happy to send it to you. Um, and this was talking about what Colorado did with respect to the economic impact of their recreational marijuana. And I'm just going to kind of read you some bullet points. In the first month that recreational marijuana was legal in Colorado. The very first month, it, they brought in $14 million of taxable money into the state. $14 million in the very first month. Um, medical sales more than doubled that. It was more about like 32 and a half. Um, in 2017, marijuana sales in Colorado exceeded $1.5 billion. $1.5 billion. To put the magnitude of the marijuana sales in perspective, personal consumption on expenditures on all goods and services in the state in the state, personal goods and services totaled two hundred and thirty six million bucks. Now when you look at what that means billion. for the, it, no, two hundred and thirty six billion. Yes, yes, yes. That correct, two hundred and thirty six billion bucks. But when you look at what marijuana is doing with respect to how Colorado is getting more for their you know, more bang for their buck, if you will, with with this particular industry, two point three percent of their entire general fund, which is not where the marijuana money goes, uh, could be accounted to from just the sales of marijuana. The state collected in two, uh, 2017 nearly a quarter billion dollars in, in tax money from the marijuana industry. Now you look at what they do as far as employment, and we know that jobs are crucial to keep this country strong and keep it running. By the way, all these things so far, marijuana shops around the country, small businesses, which is great for us as an economy. 17,821 full-time equivalent staff in the marijuana industry in 2017, now that was in Colorado again. That was up 17.7% over the previous year. So it's putting people to work. It's bringing dollars into the states. We heard Larry say, so, I don't care as long as they can fix my potholes. And I'm, I'm with you, man. Right. So in one year, the state's employment grew by 17%? In that sector. In that sector. In that sector. Oh. So the jobs that are being added here by the legalization of recreational marijuana in Colorado is continuing to add jobs. 
and which, again, all this does is continue to add more money to the bottom line. There is no, there is absolutely no joke going on when somebody says small business is the economic driver of this country. That is absolutely and 100% true. And it's not small businesses like one, two people, but more the small businesses that employ you know, 10 to 20 people that generate a certain amount of money, generally over a million dollars a year. Those are the businesses that are the backbone of this country. And this is just another industry, agree with it or not personally or moralistically, this is another industry in which the freedoms of our country should be perfectly set up to take care of and handle that we could collect straight money, dude. I mean, and, and they're gonna, people are gonna do it anyways, right? I mean, you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. If they, you know, made booze illegal again, which they've tried here in this country, you think people stopped drinking? No. All they did was get sick from drinking bad stuff like bathtub gin, or they got it from Canada, or they got it from Joe Kennedy, you know, John Kennedy's father. They got it from somewhere. So you're gonna do what you're gonna do. In cases like this with marijuana, and I think we're starting to get over the stigma, the dogma, the misinformation, the disinformation that's existed for many years, and just down to the brass tax and the taxes, this, there's money out there, and we should pick it up. In 2019, when fewer and fewer jobs are going to be actually done by people, more and more automation, we talked about this a couple weeks back, what the automation of, of autos is going to do to numerous job sectors. We've got to start looking at this thing objectively and saying, hey, If there's money out there, we should probably collect it. Now, the other side of legalization here is it takes away a lot of the burden of criminalization. The criminalization costs states untold amounts of money. And if we didn't have just 22 seconds left, I'd try to get into that. Um, Listen, a lot of fun today, as it is every Tuesday. I'll be back next Tuesday. Rick, uh, 10 seconds. What do you got coming up tomorrow? Uh, the review of Captain Marvel with my friend Luke. Wow, that should be exciting. Nice, fun. Um, Rick's also going to give you a reason why maybe all these uh, action heroes are a little different than we might have remembered. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday here on WIZM. WIZM Lacrosse, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Wisdom News Time is 6 o'clock.